Podcast Answer Man, episode number 367. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, everyone. Dan Miller here from 48 Days Online Radio. Cliff Ravenscraft has been my podcast answer man ever since he was bold enough to ask me if I wanted to make my podcast a 10 rather than a 6. And from what I'm now hearing all around the world, not only is he my podcast answer man, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right. It doesn't matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world that we live in, or if you've been creating online content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Well, my friends, taking things to the next level is the theme of this show all the time. And today I am very excited to announce for the very first time my first one day live event. But I'm not going to do that here at the front of the show. Instead, at the front of the show, I want to get right into your questions that have been coming in on the voicemail feedback hotline. If you guys have questions, I encourage you to leave them for me over at my website at podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash feedback. And if you do that, you can submit your questions for the show. What are we going to cover in this episode? Chris has a question. How can I create a brand new first episode? Jason, have you considered going back to recording directly into software? Chad has a voice message. He wanted to let me know that, uh, well, actually, I'll tell you what. I'll let him tell you why he purchased a Samsung washer and dryer and what that has to do with Podcast Answer Man. Uh, Garrett and Emmanuel had two questions. One was, uh, how do you incorporate video into a mostly audio production? And then what do you do when, uh, what you want to do to take your production, your podcast, or actually anything in life to the next level, what do you do when that's just outside your financial budget? Matthew posted a question in the, in the podcasting A to Z alumni, uh, Facebook group today about how to handle a high risk interview opportunity. Or is it a high-risk interview opportunity? He's got questions about that. I'm going to share all of those things in this episode. So I hope that uh, there's a little something for everyone here. And by the way, I am broadcasting live on the internet. And I see that Annabelle is in the chat room. And she says, I so want to go to your live event, Cliff. And uh, Annabelle, I look forward to having you at one of my live events. I happen to know, though, that she is not going to the podcast movement in Dallas So she won't be able to go to the first one. So I'm giving you a little hint of when my first live event might take place. But uh, Annabelle, I certainly will make sure that you get the details on future live events as they happen in the near future. So let's jump right into questions first. Chris, take it away. Hey, Cliff. Chris from the nichesitetools.com website. And my question this week is in regards to a suggestion I had from one of my email subscribers, and which was to go back and create an introductory episode for my podcast, which kind of explained, you know, where I've been, the things I've uh, gotten into as far as niche sites go, and just kind of tell the story of uh, how I got started. And I thought it was a great suggestion, but I'm not sure how I can go about reinserting a new first episode of my podcast. That's basically what I'd like to do so that it shows up as the first introductory episode before all of my existing podcast episodes. So any info you could provide on how I can do that, if I can make that a dot point five episode or one half episode rather than the first one, uh, anything you can suggest would be great. Thanks so much and great job on the new studio and congrats on the new house. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Chris. I'm very excited to be in the new studio in the new house, finally feeling at home here. And uh, yeah, so thank you for that. Hey, um, about this idea that your audience has suggested to you, I think it's a wonderful idea. In fact, in my podcasting A to Z course, one of the first things that I tell folks to do with their content is to create an introductory episode, kind of just introduce you know, what the show is, what it's about, 
Uh, tell a little bit about yourself. Why did you decide to do this show and kind of what your idea of what you want to do with the show moving forward as as your first episode. Now, um, some folks will take that and they'll create an entire length, full length episode. Maybe if they're if, if they intend to do a 30 minute show, they may do a 30 minute introduction. Sometimes if let's just say they have a 30 minute, you know, they have a desire to do a 30 minute show. They may take 10 minutes of the first episode and then the remaining 20 minutes, they may actually go ahead and just launch into content. But either way, I do think it's a great idea to have a first episode that kind of introduces your audience to what your show is all about, especially at the beginning. I think it's much more important at the beginning than it is, let's just say 30, 50, 150, or maybe even 367 episodes into the the actual production of your show. But I do think it's a great idea. Now, if you haven't done this and you wanna do this now, it is very easy for you, Chris, and anybody else that's listening, to go ahead and do this. Now, if you're podcasting the way that I teach, which is using WordPress for the RSS, you know, the original RSS feed where things get started from, it's real simple for you to do this. All you would have to do is backdate the post for which you are creating for this new podcast episode. So if I were going to do this, for example, let's just say I have 30 episodes in my feed right now and the first episode i didn't really do an introduction it was just labeled 001 and whatever the title was and then here i am i'm on you know episode 030 and i want to actually do this well if my first episode episode number one was published on january 1st 2013 all I would need to do is create a brand new post inside of wordpress just like i would a brand new episode However, the difference is, is right before you hit the publish button, stop. And then right above the publish button, you're going to see a little thing that says publish immediately. And just to the right of that, you'll see a little link that says the word that has the word edit. And you can click that. Now, if episode number one was January 1st, 2013, all I would do is I would change that to December 31st. 2012 so the day before the first episode actually went live that's the date that i would put into this edited uh thing now what will happen is is once you do that you click ok and then you'll click publish and when you publish it it's actually going to publish it back in the archives as if it was published way back in december 2012 and as a result of that, in the RSS feed, it will show up chronologically in that fashion so that when, if you have things set up the way that I have currently, where your WordPress feed goes into FeedBurner and then FeedBurner actually takes that and then that's what iTunes is looking at. From that point forward, iTunes will show that new episode way back there, that new episode that is before episode 001. Now, what do you want to do about numbering? You were saying, you know, do I do 0.5 or whatever? I don't think you have to do that. If you wanted to, you could create episode, you could have 000, an introduction. My recommendation, forget the episode number. Just put an introduction to this podcast or something like that. You know, why this podcast exists could be the episode title. It doesn't have to have an episode number, but if you want it to, it can. So, um... Basically, here's another thing that I was thinking of as a result of these, some some additional questions that come to mind. Uh, what happens if the core concept of your show has changed over time? So I know I've had, you know, actually, can you believe this? 300, my 390th person has just signed up for podcasting A to Z this week. So, um, so there have been a lot of people since 2011 have taken my podcasting A to Z course. Now, I've been giving this advice of recording these introduction episodes, but what happens that if you created that introduction podcast and you told people who you were and then you shared why you started the podcast, that stuff hasn't changed. But what has changed is let's just say you're 30 episodes in or 60 episodes in and it has changed. Well, one thing you could do, and I'm not suggesting that you should, but one thing you could do is you could go back and re-record a brand new first episode. And you could, basically, if I were going to do this, say, 
Hey everybody, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. What you're listening to is the Podcast Answer Man podcast. Now, this episode was originally recorded on such and such date. Uh, I think this one was like December 2006 is when this podcast started. However, I am now recording a brand new introductory podcast episode because here's the deal. This is who I am. This is why I launched the podcast. And this is what I thought this podcast was gonna be about. And this is how I thought I would do things. But over time, this is what's kind of happened. And this is what this podcast has become today. So if you're starting here at the beginning, episode one, what you're going to get is for the first 50 episodes, we did this. And then around episode number 80, there was this twist and turn. And today, we're actually doing this, 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 and this with the show. If you wanted to, you could go and do that, and it's pretty simple for you to go in and and actually edit that post, the original post, and delete the original file that was in there, upload the new episode 001 into your um, media host, and then paste that inside of there, and it will update your RSS feed and everything like that. Now, here's the deal. Not everybody's first episode is going to be visible, especially once you get into the 367th episode of your podcast. If you look into iTunes, you'll notice that uh, my listing in iTunes is only going to show you 100 podcast episodes. And that's because the first 266 episodes, as I'm recording this right now, are not available for you to get through the RSS feed. You know, there are some reasons for that. I'm not gonna go into that detail right here, right now. But the reality is, is that um, people are not gonna be able to look down at my list and see that first episode. So I don't think it's all that important, especially when you're this far through. This is what I think is important though, is that people get a good sense of who you are, why your podcast exists, and what your podcast is about within the first 90 seconds of every single episode. That's why at the beginning of the show I say, hey everybody, you're listening to Podcast Answer Man, welcome back. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this is the show devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This isn't just about podcasting, although you can assume that we're gonna talk a lot about podcasting here, but this is about taking your message to the world. This is about taking uh, taking that message to the next level. What can you do to get one step further towards your goals in your, your, your getting your message out, getting your business to that next level, getting your life to where you want your life to be? And, and so the, I communicate that at the front of the show. Now, here's one other thing that you can do, and I do recommend this very highly for everyone, and that is that obviously you should have a website for your brand, for your podcast, for whatever it is that you have that you're creating a podcast for. You should have a home base on the internet that is your website that you own and control. And I encourage you to have an about page that tells your story, that tells people what you're about, what you are doing. And what you can do is say, hey, for those of you who are brand new, uh, or I could actually, if I wanted to, you could do something like, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man. This is all about taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. Hey, for those of you who are brand new and you're not exactly sure who I am and what I'm about, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash about. And there's a video there that tells the whole story of how I got to where I am today. Now, in today's show, we're going to do this. You know, just, and and you don't have to do that every single episode. You could do that sometimes at the front of the show. You could sometimes put that at the end of the show. But whatever the case may be, you can let people know, hey, if you want a little bit more of a inside scoop on who I am and why on earth am I creating this content, why should you have any interest in listening to me at all? Well, all of that can be found out in this great post on my site at podcastanswerman.com slash about. Or just go to podcastanswerman.com and click the about page. So there you go. And of course, the about page could be it could be audio. You could you could embed an audio player on there. You could you could write out your bio, or you could, if you want, create a video. And of course, I've got a little bit of everything on my site. So uh, go check it out. If you, matter of fact, if you're brand new to this podcast, why don't you go ahead and head over to podcastanswerman.com slash about and watch the video where I actually share my story about how I got into podcasting and a little bit about how my journey went from podcasting as a hobby until it became a full-time career. And at least that video will show you what happened all the way going up through December 2012. Lots of fun there. 
Chris, thank you for your question. I hope that's been helpful to you. We're going to move on to Jason. Take it away, my friend. Hey, Cliff. This is Jason Picor from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I have a question for you regarding your audio equipment setup, your studio setup, and thoughts you may have about changing your workflow. So as as you promote, you like to use the uh, additional or external digital audio recorder. When you do your recordings, you go from your mixer right into that, and then you pull the SD card and do your editing and audition. And I understand you moved in that direction originally, at least as my understanding is, because of the noise you were picking up, electronic noise with fans and stuff like that in your original machines that you were using. However, with machines, for example, like I've got a uh, MacBook Pro Retina with a solid state drive. The, there's no machine noise there to worry about or it, the, the the static or noise associated with that is very negligible. And so what I'm wondering, so I've been using, I've been going directly from my mixer directly into Audition and recording directly there and just using Audition in real time as I'm recording podcasts and, and doing episodes and doing things like that. And I'm wondering, one, if you've tried that or if you've thought about making changes to your setup as you're putting together your next level studio and, and adding new gear and changing how everything's kind of configured, are you finding that you still recommend or would like to use the external digital audio recorder as a continued workflow from a hardware perspective? Or would you look at possibly going directly into Audition? And if you have any cautions or thoughts about going that route. So that's all I have for today. Hope to hear from this or hope to hear about this and hear from you maybe at some future podcast answer man episode. Thanks Cliff. All right, Jason, thank you for your question. Um, you know, here's the story about why I record into a digital audio recorder. And you're certainly correct that there are, you know, one of the reasons is that I was concerned about buzzing noise, humming, uh, and, and not necessarily computer fans. That was never really the issue for me. But what was really the the issue was a little bit of a buzzing or a hum sound that's introduced by internal components of your computer uh, was one of them. And it's not the biggest reason by any stretch of the imagination. But interestingly enough, um, Jason, I was listening to you really close in my headphones and probably nine out of 10 of you will never in a million years pick up on it. But in your audio feed, in your audio there was a little bit just I mean it's it, it is the ground floor level noise floor was so minute so barely there but I did hear a little bit of a a little bit of a sound in your recording now would I ever pick up on that if I weren't listening for it no would the average person ever pick it up if they are listening for it probably not but I'm a little bit of an audio snob, so I do hear it. Um, and, and by the way, it, it's definitely not at a level in your in your recording that I would have ever even thought about it uh, if I weren't listening. And, and, and also, in all fairness, I will tell you, your audio came in uh, via the speak pipe. I think you sent it. You must have uploaded it that way or recorded it into speak pipe. Um, so and, and the other thing that I will tell you is that the audio volume of that was at a much lower level than what I normally uh, use when I bring audio clips into the show. And so I did amplify your audio to bring it up to the same level as all my other audio feedback that I'm playing in the show. And so in all fairness, I did raise your noise floor and that's why I hear it. And so probably if you were putting your episode into the podcast without doing the amplification that I did, I may, I may not even hear it if I were listening to it, but it's there. It is there and I amplified the audio and therefore I just heard it when I was, when I was playing it back. On, let's just put it this way. On an audio quality uh, out of 1 to 10 with 10 being the best, your audio quality there, even with my amplifying it, I would give it a solid 9, 9.5. And, and if I wasn't listening for that, I would even probably give it a 10. So, so you have nothing to worry about with what you've got going on there. Now, that is not the reason, though, why I've got it. And by the way, it's it, you, you said that, well, you know, you, you have a solid state drive now and, and stuff like that. I'm telling you, there are still computer, there are still radio um, transmitters in there. There are Bluetooth transmitters in there. There are all kinds of signal processing and all kinds of stuff that's going on. You're, you're hooking up USB things. You're, you have the possibility to bring, there's all kinds of signal noise that can still be picked up inside of software that you're not necessarily gonna hear as it's being recorded. And you may have a situation where this doesn't happen to you nine, you know, let's just say you have 100 episodes and 99 of them, it's never happened before. But just before you recorded that 100th episode, um, maybe, you know, the week, maybe two days before you, you, um, pl- 
plugged in your scanner uh, that what well, you know you got a new scanner and you upgraded and everything looks fine and stuff like that but um, you, you now it's actually introduced some kind of signal noise inside of the computer for whatever reason and it's not detected until after you finish that amazing interview with that person that is the absolute A-list of the A-listers that you can't even believe you landed and boom, behind the whole thing, it sounds through the whole back of the recording. It really stinks when that happens. Um, but that 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 is one of the reasons why I don't record into software. And the sec- the biggest reason, though, that you didn't actually cover is software crashes. I you know I am an Apple snob. I am a Mac fanboy. I'm I, all of that stuff. I am that. As a matter of fact, I used to hate people like me um, with a great passion, but now I understand why they were like that because, well, Apple rocks. But anyway, the fact is, is that here's the deal. I love my Mac, but guess what? Software still crashes from time to time. Sometimes things look like things are going just the way they should be, but for whatever reason, boom. You, you went to hit the stop button and the next thing you know, you get the spinning beach ball and or even in, of course, I, I'll say it, it happens more often on a, on a Windows system. But um, the reality is, is sometimes the software just like freezes for a second and then just goes away and it relaunches and it's like, hey, we noticed that this relaunched. Do you want to send some feedback? <laughs> so um, it really does stink when that happens. And here's the thing. That's a situation where it may not ever happen to you like for hundreds of episodes. And I'll never forget there. I, it's way back in the archives of Podcast Answer Man. And I don't even feel like looking it up. But there was one person who gave me some audio feedback after I shared all this information. Gosh, this is back in the maybe the 130s, anywhere between 100 to episode 150, 170, maybe between 100 and 200. Anyway, I had been sharing this same message over and over again. This is why I record. This is why I love recording into a digital audio recorder. Um, but what happened was I had this one guy. He said he just kept going. I've been doing it this way forever and ever, and it's never had a problem. And I've never, 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 never. And and he went on and on in this feedback. He left me three different rebuttals over the course of time. I only played two of them in the show. Uh, but six months, eight months later, I don't know how long it was. But eventually, uh, he wrote me an email, and I think I even, and I think he even uh, played it. It's left me some audio feedback, and I finally played it. And I, and and it was something like, "Cliff, man, I never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but you were right. I was wrong." And he had lost one of the biggest interviews he had ever had because he had always recorded into GarageBand, and it had never failed him. And then all of a sudden, he tried three times, and it crashed all three times. And in uh, in lost the interview, and was not able to um, reschedule it. So, you know, I I never want to be that guy that says I told you so. But the the reason the software computers are designed to do so many different things, and I know there are so many people out there that that record hundreds of episodes and never have a problem. But what happened was for me, and this was back in my Windows days. Um, out of the first first 100 podcast episodes that I recorded, I lost three of them. All right, so that's that's a 97 percent success rate, yay! But the three percent that I lost, two of them were not a big deal. You know, one of them was a huge deal, and it was devastating when I lost that episode. And and I swore to myself, I've got to find ways to never lose these things again. And well, my solution was getting things out of recording into the software and where these computers are so prone to crashing software. I mean, we're always updated. I mean, Windows, Mac, all of us, we're updating our iOS or our operating systems all the time. Hold on one second. My daughter's coming in, so it's got to be important. And I'm back. Anyway, sorry about that. My my daughter uh, had to give me a little piece of paper here. Anyway, so I forgot what I was saying, but the reality is is that you can have this and it never happens to you. But if you're going to record in directly into Adobe Audition and you're satisfied with the results, I think that's great. I really do think that that's wonderful. I don't have, in my A to Z course, I never try to convince people to do things my way. I don't at all. It's not how I do things. I don't think that you have to go through the added expense. 
But just know that when you record into software, there is a very real possibility that things could go wrong. And they do sometimes go wrong. And I will say that, you know, it's not a matter of if, but it is actually, depending on how long you go, it is eventually going to be a matter of when is this going to happen to you. And, and, and I still believe that strongly. I will still say it today. It may be, it may be your, one, your, your 1,013th episode before it happens to you. But it's, it's not a question of if you're going to run into a problem recording into software. It, it is a matter of when. Now, with that being said, uh, for folks who are recording on, on, a, on a tight budget, you know, I'm always suggesting, you know what, you can get the Skype recording software to record those Skype calls. You can do this. You can do that. It's a whole lot less expensive than buying all of this hardware. It's a, certainly a lot easier than setting it all up and configuring it and learning how to use it. I mean, there's a huge learning curve to all this stuff. I mean, if anybody told you that this podcasting stuff was easy, they lied to you. Uh, yes, it can be easy, but doing it the easy way isn't always going to be the way that's going to give you the least amount of heartache and frustration over time. So, but but the reality is, is that I realize and recognize it's like, okay, let's let's do this at this level. And sure, it's not a problem. So here's the thing, Jason, for you, you said, do I have any uh, suggestions for you? Any kind of warnings? Number one, it's not a matter of if you're going to have a problem recording into software one day. It's a matter of when will it happen to you. And my recommendation is that keep recording. If, if you like the Adobe Audition recording directly into it and, and you don't have to swap your SD card out and move it over and open it up and all that other stuff, if you, if you love the convenience of what you're doing, keep doing it that way. But if you can afford it, I recommend that you have a digital audio recorder and some method of getting that recording or that same recording into your digital audio recorder at the same time so that maybe a digital audio recorder could be a backup for you down the road when it makes sense for you to spend that kind of money if it ever does. But anyway, the are there other reasons, uh, benefits of having a digital audio recorder versus recording to the computer? Uh, one, I love right in front of me, I'm staring all the time at the audio levels. I see my audio levels right now. I know exactly how much volume my recording is getting of my voice. When I played the audio feedback before, I could see exactly where the audio levels were hitting. If I was talking to somebody on Skype and they were really loud when I first started talking, but they started to kind of move away from the microphone and they got softer, I can see that right in front of me. I can take my finger over to the mixer and turn their audio up a little bit and compensate it for it. And if they all of a sudden stretch and then they get closer to the microphone and I see that their audio levels have gone up because they got closer to the microphone, I can bring it down. I can see all of that live in real time. There are many reasons I love a digital audio recorder, why I will do this. And yeah, I, I, that's that's why. So there you go. And not to mention the fact it's nice to have something like the a digital audio recorder to take in the field with you to record uh, you know, little um, recordings of interviews and all kinds of other stuff while you're out and about and things like that. All right, next question, or actually not a question, feedback from Chad. And I'm going to play the whole thing for you. And you're going to ask, uh, matter of fact, I want you to ask the question. I want, I will tell you why I'm including this in Podcast Answer Man. And let's see as you're listening to it, if you can think of why I would actually even consider playing this in Podcast Answer Man. Chad, take it away. Hey, Cliff. It's Chad Eddy from chadeddy.com. I wanted to uh, call and let you know I just bought a Samsung washer and dryer based partly off of your recommendation on your recent Family from the Heart episode. Um, we are moving into our new house and we're very excited, uh, moving all the way across the country, well, halfway across the country from British Columbia to Manitoba. We get possession July 1st and um, it's a new house, so there's no washer and dryer in there yet. The other appliances were included, but we had to buy our own washer and dryer, so I, I was happy to take your recommendation. I'm pretty excited about our new uh, washer and dryer, as I know you can relate to, because you're excited about your new washer and dryer, and uh, looking forward to what the Samsung people can bring me there. So anyways, all the best to you with your move. I'm sure you're getting settled into your new place now, and I'm looking forward to getting settled into my new place in a couple of weeks. Anyways, I'm always uh, glad to hear you on Family from the Heart and on Podcast Answer Man, so I'll continue listening, and I'll talk to you later. Hey, Chad, thank you so much. And I just listened to that. Um, and this is the first time I noticed what the noise was in the background, but it was very clear the second time. That's thunder in the background. I love a good thunderstorm. How awesome is that? 
So why did I play that on this show? And by the way, I did edit it down just a little bit. Uh, he went into a little bit, a little bit of detail about his the differences between the washer and dryer that he purchased versus the one that I got. But uh, anyway, it, it, so why is that a why? Why did I include that in podcast answer, man? Well, last week's episode. Remember, I told you it was all devoted to how much should I charge my sponsor. How much should I charge my sponsor? And so if he's talking about family from the heart. This is a show where my wife and I get behind the microphone and we just talk about what's going on in our family, what's going on in our relationship, what's going on in our lives. And it's it's kind of like an audio reality show, if you will. And that's what we do. And of course, we move, you know, recently moved, as you guys all well know. And we shared a lot of details about all of the different purchases we were making and The reason why I included that is to show you the amount of influence that you as a podcaster can have with your community when they get to the place where they really come to know, like, and trust you to the point where they say, you know what, I trust when Cliff said he went and did all the research, spent hours looking at all the different washer and dryer options, looking at all the features and functions that they have, and also... And what really turned tipped it over is that it came out to the top three and he decided to go with Samsung. And the reason why he said he went with Samsung was because of their customer service rating from all the various different independent sites. And then he shared his story about his experience with Samsung. And wow, if anything ever happens to my brand new washer and dryer that I'm going to buy, then I'm certainly going to go ahead and and benefit from Cliff's research. I'm also buying Samsung. So that, my friends, is why Chad and his family moving into their brand new home, that's why they're going to have a Samsung. So from this point forward, this is so cool. I mean, they could have gotten anything. They could have got Maytag. They could have got GE. They could have got anything. But from this point forward, when Chad goes into the laundry room and sees that Samsung, from from this point forward, he'll always remember, I, re- I purchased this because Cliff's testimony about what his experience was with research and everything and what Heath said about Samsung. And so I think that's pretty exciting. And I thought that you should know that because you never know. And by the way, Samsung did not uh, did not sponsor that episode. It was just us telling a story. And yet we, I don't know what that was for him, but I would imagine it's anywhere between uh, a $1,500 to $2,200 purchase. And and the the weight of that purchase, the decision was made based upon our podcast. So I think that's pretty darn awesome. Anyway, that's why I shared that. Chad, congratulations on your new house. It is now 24 days later. I assume that you are moved in and uh, I assume that the washer and dryer is there. I hope it's working well for you guys and that you're getting settled. And uh, God bless you guys and congratulations on the new place. I think that's pretty awesome. All right, next up is Garrett and Emmanuel, but I do this every single time before playing audio feedback that contains two questions. I'm not upset, angry, or frustrated in any way, shape, or form, but uh, the only thing I ask is, folks, if you want to call in more than one question to Podcast Answer Man, do me a favor, make one recording per question, please. But with that being said, Garrett and Emmanuel, I'm very happy to hear from you guys and take it away. Hey, Cliff, this is Garrett. And I'm Emmanuel. And we're from the Redline Radio podcast station just outside of Houston, Texas. You can find us at redlineradio.weebly.com. We have two questions for you, one for each of us. And uh, I hope to keep them really brief. So let's go ahead and start with Emmanuel's question. All right, my question is going to be, how do you integrate video into a mostly audio uh, internet radio cast? And I have the question, what do you do when taking your podcast to the next level, what you know you need to do is just out of financial reach? Uh, I hope you can get to both of these questions uh, sooner or later. I really appreciate what all you've done for us at the podcast, and I hope to hear more great stuff from you soon. So once again, this is Garrett Moore. And I'm Emmanuel. From Redline Radio, signing out. All right, Garrett and Emmanuel, thank you so much. And let's see here. I'm not exactly sure what you mean when you actually say, how do you incorporate video? Uh, but I'll, I'll give you my best translation of what I think you're saying. And, and I'll share with you how I incorporate video into what I do here with Podcast Answer Man. So um, 
in that podcast, and by the way, I, I don't know anything about online radio, but I imagine that you are not just streaming audio, but you're creating podcasts as well. As well, but regardless, if you have something that's audio, mostly audio only, but you need to actually show somebody something, then this is what I do, and this is how I recommend that you do it. Number one, create. Well, first of all, let's let's go back to what I shared earlier in the episode. I assume that everybody who has a brand of anything has a website, a home on the web, that one place where you, that is the repository of everything that you do and it's all brought there. So for example, mine is podcastanswerman.com. That's my website. That's where this podcast episode, or these podcast episodes can be found and searched. Um, It's where I have written blog posts and it's also where I have video blog posts or just videos in all sorts of places. So for example, Right now, I am recording the video broadcast of this live stream because I'm actually live streaming so people can see behind the scenes of what it looks like when I'm producing Podcast Answer Man. They don't only get the, you know, the edited or actually this one may not have any edits at all. But anyway, they, they, they actually get all the failed attempts at the beginning of the episode. Like, for example, I started this off. Uh, I think two times and I got it wrong. The first time I said, Podcast Answer Man, episode number 377. Well, I had a typo. It's actually 367 and I caught myself, so I stopped and restarted. Anyway, the folks who watch live, the live broadcast, they get an over-the-shoulder, behind-the-scenes look into how I produce these shows. And so what I do is I actually now record those and I've been sharing my journey in the process of getting to where I'm doing that. And I publish those to my YouTube channel. So I recommend that not only do you have a website, but you also have a YouTube channel for your brand. All right. Now, what I do is I upload my recordings, my videos to YouTube. And then what I will do is I'll take the YouTube video and it's very easy for you to embed to get some code from YouTube and embed the video that you've uploaded to YouTube right into your website. And what I would do is I would say, for example, if you guys want to see the failed attempts of how it looked when I actually, you know, you know, misfired on the recording of the up opening of this show, if you want to see that, go to podcastanswerman.com slash 367. See, now I'm incorporating the video. If you want to see how I failed at the first two attempts of recording this episode, go to podcastanswerman.com slash 367. And then click play on the video that you'll see inside of the show notes and you'll be able to see it. That's that's me incorporating video. Now, is there are some other things that I can do. For example, it's like, hey, folks, I have this, you know, the, these lighting kits that I have up here uh, that are over top of me in my studio. And, you know, I could try to tell you how to in- install these lights because they don't come with instructions. They're absolutely horrendous to put together. And I had to teach myself how to do it. And then I decided, you know what? I'd like to share with you guys. If I know some of you who are doing more and more video. And, you know, with one of the aspects, there are two, there are three things that are really important with video. Number one, you want a good camera that's going to give you good, crisp, clear pictures. Number two, you must have great audio, in my opinion. And number three, you have to have awesome lighting. And so I bought some inexpensive lights, Cowboy Studio lights, a long time ago. And um, and when I learned how to put them together, I created a video showing myself putting them together so other people wouldn't have to go through what I went through. And I uploaded that to YouTube. And by the way, I'm going to go there now. It's podcastanswerman.com slash lighting. Now, this is me in my old house. Uh, I don't think that I fixed my hair that day. I mean, it was it's a pretty uh, raw video. Yeah, my vi- my hair looks horrible. Uh, everything. But you know what? Who cares? I, it, it was a 15-minute video on how to hook up and put these vi- these lighting things together. 23,552 views on that video. And so this is why I love to incorporate video into my audio this way. So what I do is I create the video. I create a page on my site. Sometimes I'll just embed it in the show notes. Sometimes I create a page or a blog post or a video blog post or a blog post with video included of the whole thing. So for example, podcastanswerman.com slash lighting is a blog post on my site. It's not a podcast episode. It's a blog post. But I create the blog post. I have the video in it. 
And then what I do is I go to my next episode and I say, hey guys, this week I did this, this, this. And if you decide to get it yourself, then what I recommend is that you go to podcastanswerman.com slash lighting and you can see how to put these together. And of course, you know, lots of people did that. And the added benefit here is that YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And so people are searching how to do things like how do I how do I set up this softbox lighting system? How do I assemble a cowboy studio light system? And people find me. And as a result of that, they find me. And of course, in your notes on your YouTube posts, you can put links back to your website and it drives potentially drives even more people to you. So anyway, that's how I would include or that's how I would incorporate video into a mostly audio production. Uh, The next question was, what do you do when you know that what is needed to take your podcast to the next level is just outside of your financial reach? So I think that that was the question. The idea here is like, okay, we know what we need to do to take our podcast to the next level. We know exactly what's necessary. We even know how much it is. And it's just outside our financial reach. How do you handle that? Well, I believe this is handled exactly the same way as anything you want in life. I really do. I've, I, I will share it with you and I've learned this and I've practiced it over and over and over again. Here are the steps. Number one, believe that it is possible for you to achieve what is necessary. Believe it's possible for you to generate the finances necessary for you to do whatever it is that you want to do to take it to the next level. Believe that it is possible is number one. Number two, after you believe that it's possible, you set it as a goal. You say, hey, I want to do this. Now, you can go about finding all things about setting goals and stuff like that. Some people tell you they have to be time-bound and they have to be specific and all of those other things. And certainly, those things will help you a great deal. But for me, it's more uh, in the mindset of, yes, I am going to achieve that. That I, or it's More than anything, it's not about I am going to do it. I believe it's possible and I desire to do it and I'm moving forward with it. I'm moving forward with this as my goal. I'm moving forward with this as a destination of where I want to go. All right, so number one, believe it's possible. Number two, set it as a goal. The third thing to do is to tell other people about it. Actually, you know what? There is another thing in here. Uh, Before you do that, before you tell other people, write it down. All right. And this is very important. This is this has more to do with the way that our brain functions more than anything else. But so you believe it's possible. You set it as a goal. And as soon as you have it as a goal, then physically write it down. And I think that actually using your hands and some kind of writing instrument is actually going to be more powerful than you actually typing it on a keyboard into a digital thing. This is why I'm a huge fan of whiteboards. This is why I'm a fan of. And and by the way, I I, no, I'm not going to. But I'll just say this. This is why I'm a huge fan of having a notebook right next to my desk with a pen and writing things down, because there's a couple things that happen when you write things down. You are physically forcing your brain to take what you're thinking and you're 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 actually processing that to make your hand and muscles move in such a fashion that it is actually physically writing out the words. And you're creating some kind of, you know, synapses in your mind and all this other stuff. And it, and and you're visually seeing what you're writing. So, of course, you know, you can see it when you're typing. But still, I think there's just something powerful about handwritten uh, writing down what your goal is. And so write it out. And then after you've written down your goal, that's the pl- time when you need to start telling other people about it. Uh, you, sometimes you, some of these goals, you may want to just tell some people that you, you know, you're closely aligned with people who believe in this goal with you, people that you, that are going to be, you know, that are going to encourage you. They're not going to scoff at you and think you're, you know, joke at, you know, joke about your goal, laugh at you, tell you it's impossible. You know, st- you make sure you, you're telling the right people about it, but certainly tell people about it. Talk about this goal that you have, you know, the, what you want to accomplish and, and here's the thing, so far I've told you all of these things and by the way, you can be in that position and not have any plan whatsoever on how to achieve this for days, 
weeks or even months, sometimes even years, you may not know how it's going to happen. You may have no clue how this is going to be, what what it's going to take to get you there. But the what is important is that you believe it's possible, that you set it as a goal or a destination for which you're going after. You're, you've written it down and you're telling other people about it. And by the way, it's when you tell other people about it and start having conversations and stuff like that. It's when you it's when you're thinking about it because you've actually set it as a goal. You actually are really thinking about this thing quite a bit. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And you'll be surprised at how many times that you'll go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and all of a sudden you have to run straight to something to document some thoughts that you had. Or you might be, you know, in the shower and all these thoughts just come to you. That's your subconscious mind proposing many different opportunities or possibilities for how this could become a reality. And as you get those things, write them down because ultimately through the conversations and inspiration, all these different things, because you're looking for the opportunity, the opportunity will present itself ultimately and you can create a plan based upon those things that come to you over time. And then... Once you have, once the plan has come, you write those things down and once you know what the, and it's not about the plan, how do you get from point A to point Z, it's how to get, how to, okay, here's point Z, you might get some of, you know, here's Q through, you know, Y, but here's the deal, right now, what's the next step? What is the next step? Always be taking something, take a step every day that gets you closer to that goal or work on something, do something, have a conversation with somebody each day that gets you closer to that goal. And I will tell you, what I've just shared with you, believe it's possible, set as a, set it as a goal, write it down, tell others about it and look out for the plan and fo- and, and do something every day that, that gets you toward moving towards that goal becoming a reality. I really do believe that you can achieve great things if you follow those things. So believe it's possible, set it as a goal, write it down, tell others about it, uh, stay on the lookout for the plan and work the plan every day. Move closer toward the goal. And let me just share, my my being in this house and in this studio where I am today, um, it, was, it was very hard for me to believe 18 months ago. So that's my suggestion on how you can take things to the next level, even though they seem right now just beyond your financial means. All right. Uh, So that was Garrett and Emmanuel. Thank you, guys. Uh, Next up is Matt's interviewee question. Uh, Matt has a podcast called Porn Free Radio. This is this is one of those shows you're probably not going to hear on your local radio station. Uh, you know, porn is a very controversial topic. I know some of folks out there think there's absolutely nothing wrong with porn, and some of you think that this is the worst thing in the world. And certainly, there are people out there who don't want to be tied to an addiction of looking at porn and and that they struggle with that and they're looking for a way to become free from an addiction to porn. And so Matt, one of my podcasting A to Z alumni, created a podcast called Porn Free Radio. You can find it at pornfreeradio.com. He's got a great sounding podcast. He's got 13 episodes out already and uh, he recently wrote this question. He says... Um, and by the way, he submitted this question, not to me, but actually to the A to Z alumni group that uh, is in Facebook. It's a private group just for people who have gone through the course. Anyway, he says, I've, I was asked by somebody in my niche if I would be interested in interviewing him for my podcast. He was recently on Katie Couric last month and did a great job. He has many more followers than me. He has recently created a coaching and video program business for porn addiction. Two things. First, I need to create, I intend to create similar products in the future. Second, his program is based on mindfulness, which is decidedly non-religious. Both myself and many of my listeners are Christians and there may be some conflict with my spiritual beliefs. Any thoughts on how to respond? He could be a great guest, but is the risk too great that I might be endorsing something I don't totally agree with or promoting on a competitive program or promoting a competitive program? So great question that Matt has here. And my thinking on this is first and foremost, it, 
you know, I believe in total transparency and total authenticity and, and all of these relationships and, and the content that I would share. So the first thing I would say is thank you to this person for having the desire to be on my show. Uh, it, it's sure, certainly an honor to to say, you know, that to be recognized as a as a platform for him to take his message to the next level. Um, I, I personally, I'd just be open and upfront with my potential concerns saying, hey, I want to let you know I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and, and these are some of my convictions and I'm concerned about this. I'm not saying that you don't have a ton of valuable things to offer. In fact, I, it sounds to me like you were very impressed with his Katie Couric interview. So um, if if there is additional value and in, in, in experience that he can share that's going to help folks, regardless of, you know, whether or not it comes from a Christian perspective, is it going to be helpful to your audience, number one, then, then that's fine. Now, if you want to give a disclaimer about some of your concerns and hesitation, certainly feel free to do that at the front of the show and make sure that if you're going to do that, make sure to let him know that you want to do that before uh, agreeing to have him on your show. So just, just work this out with him first and then make sure is this, well, first you wanna make sure, is it right for my audience? Do I think it's good for my audience? And then work out the details about your two concerns about, you know, you know, the the different things. Just so you know, I'm going to put a disclaimer and let people know that, hey, you guys are adults and and we trust that you're going to, you know, test this material. And, and you know, this isn't necessarily my endorsement. Uh, by the way, you mentioned that the fact that he is he's got competing products, the things that you might be creating yourself. Well, that's no problem at all. Potentially, you could uh, work out on a you could ask to have access to his materials, and if they are worth endorsing, then you can endorse them and become an affiliate for them. Make sure that you let him know, though, that hey, just so you know, down the road, I am also going to be thinking about creating these things. Now, if at any point in in your gut you get this feeling like this just isn't right, I just don't feel like I should be doing this, then you don't have to do it. I, by the way, I get interview or I get probably about five to 10 people per month who say, Cliff, I'd be great for an interview on Podcast Answer, man. I'd love to be on your show. And I turned down almost every one of them. Uh, so, uh, I, matter of fact, I can't, I, maybe three people who have approached me without me approaching them made it onto the show. But so, so just follow your gut is where I, I would say on this. But as far as having a competing program, uh, you know, just say, hey, folks, here's the deal. People who are going to get to the place where they come to know, like, and trust his story or him and his story, uh, they're going to buy from him potentially. This could be a win-win-win situation for all of you where you get a commission, they get something that helps them, and and he, of course, he profits as well with sales that he wouldn't have had otherwise if had he not been on your show. Now, the thing is, is that this could give you an indication of the market, of how well do these materials do. You can actually have, you be inspired by the way that he's approached it, and, and it can help inform you on how you want to create your products and services. So, this this could be a great thing, uh, and I think that is, I think you can minimize, if not completely eliminate all risks by just being upfront, transparent, and honest with the person that wants to be a guest on your show, and certainly with your audience about your reservations and again, don't don't go against your own personal conviction. Uh, whatever your conviction is, if your gut tells you, uh-uh, then stay away from it. Uh, so there you go. All right, so here we are at the end of the show, and I am ready to share with you all of the details of my first ever one-day live event. This is going to be the stepping stone to many very big things in the future. I have big plans, big aspirations, and this is going to be a historic event for me. Let me just get right into it. The name of the event is the Next Level One Day Mastermind Event. That's right, the Next Level One Day Mastermind Event, and it is going to be held Friday, August 15th in Dallas, Texas. Now, I know what many of you are saying. A lot of you have been following my journey. You know that I just built this brand new home, and in the lower level of our home, I have devoted 1,200 square feet of our lower level of the home to my business. There is an office and training space that takes up 900 square feet of the lower level of our home. And I'm looking over to my right. And just over to my right, I have conference tables and fitted tablecloths and just everything's looking really professional and ready to go for my live events. But here's the deal. 
the first live event that I'm hosting is not here in my new studio space. Well, don't worry. Many of you will have the opportunity to come to a live event here at the Next Level Studio in the very near future. But Stephanie and I were sitting down and looking at the schedule of the dates that we wanted to do our live events. And because I'm going to be speaking and doing the keynote, uh, uh, closing keynote for the podcast movement conference, I didn't want to wait until October to do the live, my first live event. Now, some of you are thinking, well, why not September? Well, September, I've got my podcasting A to Z course coming up. But anyway, I wanted to do something relatively soon. And so I, I'm thinking, is it possible to do something in August? And then it occurred to me, well, wait a second. The podcast conference is actually going to be in Dallas. I happen to know that there are over 100 people from my community who I happen to know who are coming to Dallas, Texas for the podcast movement conference, which the conference, by the way, is Saturday and Sunday, August 16th and 17th. So I decided that I want to go ahead and host my first event, the next level one day mastermind event, just one day before the conference starts. So I am hosting it on Friday, August 15th. It's the day before the conference. I figured some people are going to come in the day early to go to the party that night anyway. Why not host the event that day and uh, we'll just do it that way. So I went ahead and contacted the reservations department over there at the Westin Galleria, which is the same hotel, same uh, conference center that the podcast movement is going to be hosted at. I have reserved the Galveston room. Now, the Galveston room, uh, I have a photo of it. And just if you can imagine this big corporate business and inside of that business is one of their conference rooms. It's got this big, beautiful conference table, 12 chairs around it, big, huge, uh, large screen television up on the wall. Now, first and foremost, I think it's important for me to tell you uh, that this is not associated with the podcast movement conference in any way, shape or form. Uh, Not that there's any problem with that. In fact, you don't even have, if you want to come to my event, if you want to come to Dallas or if you're in and around the Dallas area and you want to come to my event, you can. You don't have to attend the podcast movement conference. Uh, I would encourage you to. I think it's going to be an amazing conference. And uh, if nothing else, you get to see me do a closing keynote, which I'm about 25% of the way finished on uh, completing there. Uh, my preparation for it. But anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. This is not a part of the podcast movement conference at all. So who is this event, this one day mastermind event? Who is it designed for? It is for entrepreneurs, those who are full-time self-employed or those who own their own business. Specifically, um, I think you're going to be better suited if you have an online business, if you have products and services. Maybe you're a life coach or a career coach. Maybe you're um, you know, a physical trainer who has physical training products and videos. Uh, you're a tennis instructor. I mean, I'm trying to think of all these people that I've worked with over the years who have created these podcasts. I've already seen the type of people out there who have uh, created podcasts to help market their business, to take their business, their message, their business, and yes, their life to the next level. And so I'm thinking that this is going to be perfect for many of those folks, but uh, you do not have, there. there is no prerequisite that you have a podcast. There is no prerequisite that you have worked with me one-on-one before. There's no prerequisite you have, it's not required that you've gone through a, podcasting A to Z. Again, you do not even have to have a desire to, You don't have to have a podcast now, and you don't even have to have a desire to have a podcast, although I think you're crazy if you don't have a podcast, Um, especially if you have an online business. But I just want to let you know, this is designed for people who are business-minded. This is business-focused. It is not podcast-focused, although if you want to come and and the one area of your business that you want to take to the next level is your podcasting efforts. And obviously, that's probably the case for many of you who are listening to my voice and who have gone through my A to Z course and who are attending the Podcast Movement Conference. Well, then that's fine. You can talk about your podcast and 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 things in this uh, one day event in your hot seat, if you will. But uh, it is not that is not the the main focus here. So I just want to encourage you if you are a business owner and you have online products and services, you want to take all this stuff to the next level feel free to uh, let me know and we'll get you into this event if it's a good fit for you. Now, this is a unique 
setup that we have going on for the actual event of the how the day is going to be organized. And it is going to be an intensive, a very intensive mastermind experience. Now, for those of you that don't know this, I've been involved in mastermind groups since 2010. In fact, I launched a mastermind group with my great friend Pat Flynn over at smartpassiveincome.com. He and I launched a weekly group that we've been meeting together in every single week since 2010. Of course, we've had some times off during vacations and travel and stuff, but mostly we meet every single week. Also in my personal mastermind group is Mike Stelzner from socialmediaexaminer.com, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, and also Mark Mason from latenightim.com. Through my mastermind group that I just mentioned, it was through this group that I went from $150 per hour and my and they helped me get to the place where my rates were uh, very successfully at $300 per hour through my one-on-one coaching and consulting. And in fact, um, we it's also as a result of this group and some other business advisor conversations that I had that I don't do one-on-one coaching and consulting anymore, and, and I've moved beyond that. Uh, it, it all sparked from the discussion of, you know, what is my next rate going to be because $300 an hour was not enough, and it was bogging me down with the number of hours that I was still spending in one-on-one coaching and consulting. And I needed that to be more become more profitable because of the other goals and aspirations that I had for my business. And it turned out that the best thing to do was to actually stop doing one-on-one coaching and consulting. And in fact, it was this group that inspired me to launch my podcasting A to Z online training course back in March 2011. I've now had over 290 people who have registered for and paid for this course, which has generated over a half a million dollars in sales. Over a half a million dollars in sales from my podcasting A to Z course. And this all started because of a conversation I had with my mastermind group and I was telling them how I was looking to go on a cruise with Dan Miller and I wanted to take my family but I had no idea how I was going to generate $14,000 that would cover the time that I was away and also, you know, the time preparing to leave and uh, kind of the downtime that it would uh, require on the, you know, coming back from that vacation. And uh, it was through a conversation with Pat and my mastermind group that uh, where he shared with me some experiences that he had with an online course. And next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm announcing my podcasting A to Z course, and it has been a huge success. If you've been listening to me, you know about that. And of course, if you don't know very much about it, go to podcastingatoz.com. And if nothing else, scroll all the way down to the bottom and just read the testimonials. You'll see what's going on. Uh, Pretty exciting stuff that's happened. As a result of mastermind groups, I could go on and on and on with stories about how my life has been transformed, how my business has been transformed, how my mind has been transformed as a result of mastermind interactions. Now, I've also been in a mastermind group with folks like Ray Edwards over at rayedwards.com, Dan Miller from 48days.com, Jeff Goins from goinswriter.com, and I could also name all the other folks in that group, but you may not recognize most of their names, but I could assure you that if I was to actually uh, name some of the pretty impressive brands that they're behind, um, then or that are behind them, I should say. Uh, you you would be amazed at that. And so I've had insp- you know inspiration from these other amazing folks, and also I've personally uh, founded and led an organization called the Podcast Mastermind, which I ran for two years. In this organization, I facilitated mastermind groups meetings. Uh, twice a month for five different mastermind groups. And uh, there was an average of about 10 members in each group. And I did the math just before recording today. If you include the podcast mastermind and my own personal mastermind groups that I started, I have personally facilitated over 450 mastermind meetings. And if you've ever wondered why I'm so upbeat and so positive all the time and why I'm always trying to take things to the next level, it's because of all the amazing things that I consistently have seen people accomplish through these past several years. And and, it, and one thing that I can tell you is that there's always something that can be done to take some area 
of your life to the next level, some area of your business to the next level, some inspiration, some resource, just the tiniest little things can be a catalyst for major things. And that's the kind of things that I desire to devote my time and effort and energy to, to giving other people this experience. And this is the next level for me, my friends. It's why it's the next level one day mastermind event. Again, it's a one day intensive mastermind experience. And by the way, it is limited to only 10 individuals. At this event, you'll have the opportunity, you'll be given a hot seat, and I'll explain all this in more detail once folks get registered and we get closer to the meeting. But anyway, you'll have an opportunity to have a 30-minute hot seat where you're gonna share your business ideas and your goals with up to 10 other people in the room. Of course, I'll be there facilitating the whole thing. And you're going, you can actually have the expectation that you're going to walk away with this from this meeting with all the advice and motivation you need to take one, at least a minimum of one area of your business to the next level. And not only that, but I can guarantee you, you will walk away with so much more because I've been in these one day gatherings of these masterminds together. And I always go with my one thing prepared. It never fails. I'm always walking away with more from what I see other people saying they want to accomplish, where they're sharing what their struggles are and and what obstacles they're facing. And and actually, number one, just hearing what their goals are, blow my goals out of the window. And, And then hearing other people talk about how they can overcome those obstacles and make their dreams a reality. It, it's just out of this world. And so that's what I want to give to you guys. If you're interested in this, I can only accept 10 people. Uh, it's intentional for the size of the group to have the maximum amount of impact. So if you are one of those 10 people that want to get into this event, it's not for everyone. And by the way, the cost is $1,000 per person. For those of you who have a business, who are extremely serious about taking your business to the next level, you either may be coming to this conference already or you may decide to just come to Dallas for this one day event. If you are that person, I can accept only 10 people, but if you want to get one of those spots, email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Again, that's my email address is cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And with all of that, my friends, I know that I'm a little bit over on my one hour again this week, but uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for tuning into another episode of Podcast Answer Man. I encourage you to take everything you do in your life to the next level. Podcast! Answer Man!